Welcome to Smart Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Smart Cleaning School podcast, helping cleaning professionals make the impact that they were meant to make. This episode is going to be part two in a long-term thinking series, I guess we'll call it. It's Collaboration Produces Long-Term Prosperity. I'm looking forward to sharing some stories from my local networking group on how this title is illustrated. But first, let's do a Funny Papers edition. This is called Very, Very Welcome to Moe's. I was at the Growth Now Movement Live conference that Justin Shank puts on. This one was in Lidditz, Pennsylvania. It was a really cool conference. And major hats off to Justin for a first class presentation. Amazing speakers and first class venue and event. I learned a ton. The best part was bringing my son to his very first conference, getting him out of his comfort zone, and watching him speak to adults. I was very impressed. 17-year-old out there networking, making connections, even afterward doing follow-ups and making new friends. This is how you build a network. He is starting out his entrepreneur career very well. Now, during this weekend, there was something that was really cool that happened. It's funny it's also just really cool. And here's how this went down. The funny part, Kenny doesn't like, and he's the editor, so hopefully this makes it through the editing process. Kenny, that means leave it in. All right, so here we go. We show up to Moe's on Friday night. First one's in line, it appears, and we move through the line, ordering, I ordered this like giant taco inside of a burrito thing. I forget what it was called. It was massive. I finished about a third of it. Kenny got one of the home wreckers. We got extra chips. We got queso, sides of guacamole, some drinks from the fountain thing. And we had this sucker loaded up. This tray was ready to go. Time to make the payment, cash or credit. For some reason, I stuttered. I'm like, uh, ca- oh, wait, no, uh, credit. So here he pushed this button and I was looking at the screen. I chose the tip I'd want to leave. And for another, I'm not sure why, but I kind of staggered. I kind of waited a moment. I kind of paused. I guess I was thinking about something. And then I selected the tip amount. And then I saw the card reader. And I went over to put the card in the machine. And as I put the card in the machine, there wasn't any kind of a welcome message or anything from MasterCard, Visa, or insert card here. There was just a smiley face on the digital readout. That's right. Like colon and a closed parenthesis. Like old school emoji smiley face on the digital readout. I'm thinking, what the heck, Kenny, there's a smiley face on this readout. The lady that was checking us out, and there's double meaning there, she looks at it, she says, huh, And I'm, all right, so I took the card out, I waited a moment, and then the card reader changed from smiley face to TSA. I'm thinking, TSA, like, is there someone going to come and check me and make sure that I don't, I have to take off my shoes and put my laptop in the bin, like, what's about to happen here, TSA? And then the screen just kind of goes blank and goes into a reset process or something, 
or the matrix, you know, all the numbers in the matrix in that movie, it was like all those numbers going off on the screen. I'm like, what is going on here? The lady behind the register, she's just looking, she says, oh, this is going to take a while. You guys can just go. I'm like, um, what do you mean? She's like, just go eat. It's fine. You're good. I'm like, well, uh, do you want me to use a different card? No, no, no. You can just go. I said, uh, okay, uh, do you want me to pay cash? No, no, just go, go eat, enjoy. I'm like, okay. I grabbed the tray. I said, okay, well, listen, we'll be just sitting right over here. When the machine's working, let me know. Come get me. I'll come pay. She says, no, just go, enjoy. Hmm, all right. So Kenny and I go get our drinks. We sit down. We're processing this. There's people that are behind us in line. They're all paying just fine at the machine. So how did we get smiley face dot, 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 TSA, dot, 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 enjoy your free meal. Were we the one millionth customer? What my wife thinks is this. I told the story when I told Teresa that, you know, there's teenage girls behind the counter and I was making conversation. You know, they're being silly. I was being silly. Kenny, my son, was being silly. And he's a very handsome 17-year-old young man. And my wife says, Kenny, I think they thought you were cute and gave you guys a free meal. <laughs> All right, did that make it through? Yes! All right, let's get back to the main episode. Smiley face. In the last episode, we touched on a few controversial subjects. I encourage you to check out Poor Character Produces Long-Term Pain. And let me know your thoughts. I wanted to take a more positive approach in this episode. Just as Poor Character Produces Short-Term Gain and Long-Term Pain... Good collaboration produces short-term pain and long-term gain. Before I share my stories, let me explain. It's hopefully clear that the two example stories from last episode created a short-term solution. It made the cleaning companies more money in the short-term, but in my opinion, it hurt them long-term in reputation and ultimately revenue. When a company is less referable, they will create less revenue. Collaboration is an act of generosity and focuses in on one of the seven habits of highly effective people by Stephen Covey. Stephen calls it habit four, think, win, win. When we collaborate with another local company, we build a bridge between us and the other company. Our customers can become their customers and vice versa. It allows us to stay in our lane and service the areas we are best able to serve while allowing our collaborator to do the same. This ultimately creates a better outcome for the customer that we share as well. Let's go back to the past example. The house cleaner that decided to add carpet cleaning was able to earn more revenue on each customer but she wasn't providing the best carpet service. She was also spreading herself thin and potentially watering down the quality of the main lane she served. If this occurs, the customer receives a lesser house or office cleaning along with a lesser carpet cleaning. This customer is less happy and less willing to refer the business. Let's examine these two stories now from the C3 experience. Story number one. I met Wanda Alderfer of Debbie's Cleaning at a Believers in Business networking group breakfast. We were sitting next to each other and were shocked to meet another commercial cleaner like that. Most would see the direct competition at the same table and not want to talk. They have a competition mindset. Wanda and I have a collaboration mindset. 
As I explained in the opening of this podcast, collaboration allows both businesses to stay in their lane. This serves the customer best and allows the two collaborating companies to win together. It's like the Clydesdale horse story. You know this one? One horse can pull approximately 5,000 pounds. Two Clydesdale horses yoked together can pull how much? Do you know? Well, most guess 5,000 plus 5,000, 10,000 can. This is logical. They can actually pull around 20,000 pounds. In other words, two Clydesdale horses can pull four times the load as a single horse. This is what happens when two businesses collaborate as well. I met up for lunch a week later with Wanda. Here's what was so cool. We both walked away excited to help each other. I need clients more than employees right now, and she needs employees more than clients. Well, that's a good win-win in a collaboration. I have prospect employees that I could not hire that could be fits for her. She has prospect clients that could be great fits for me. As we talked at lunch about our business models, I was able to map them both out in my notebook and saw something powerful. Her so-so prospect clients and employees are great ones for me. Likewise, my so-so prospect client and employees are great ones for her. I won't go into too much detail, but I'll explain a little more. First of all, we're both Christians and have a heart to serve others. We both believe that we are stewards and that God owns it all. Our foundation aligns. Wanda and I have a core values and mission fit. This is huge in a collaboration. Wanda's sweet spot are churches in professional slash industrial settings desiring three cleans per week or more. My sweet spot are small professional offices desiring one to two cleans per week. Wanda's ideal location is near her office, which are my further away clients. My ideal clients are near my office, which are Wanda's further away clients. Lastly, Wanda's ideal team member is blue collar working 20 to 25 hours per week. My ideal team member is white collar working a side gig 6 to 10 hours per week. Individually, Wanda and I serve the same community as a whole. And we need to find our own ideal clients and employees. But when we collaborate, we can search and keep what is best for us and refer what isn't best. This is so cool because what's not best for Wanda may be best for me and vice versa. We have built a powerful bridge to each grow faster in our ideal niche. Since this lunch meeting, Wanda has sent two client referrals to me that are close to my office and the right size and frequency. Meanwhile, I have sent five employee candidates to Wanda that weren't ideal fits for me, but work out well for her. Do you see the power of collaboration? Story number two. James Hardy, I'm telling you, James, you're getting a ton of free PR in this podcast and the last one. You've already heard that the carpet guys are awesome, so let's just tell the story. Jim and I have set up similar collaboration as Wanda and I. I clean small professional offices. He does floor cleaning for small professional offices. I have referred him and he has referred me because we have similar core values. We are both Christians, just like Wanda and I. Jim and I are both on the high end of the quality range and serve the community with excellence. This is a big time fit. We don't have any crossover. 
I don't do any deep cleaning of floors, and Jim doesn't offer any maintenance cleaning. Every one of my clients is a prospect for Jim, and every one of Jim's clients is a prospect for me. This creates the same Clydesdale horse potential again. I want to now add one more piece of information to this particular collaboration between Jim and I. It has to do with many companies that are cleaning companies when they have a carpet cleaner or a carpet cleaner that has a cleaning service on their referral list, they set up a subcontractor relationship. There is absolutely nothing wrong with this. Here's how it works. If Jim wanted to refer me, he would sub C3 cleaning out. I'd give him a price and he'd submit the proposal. I'd do my end of the work and Jim would pay me after the customer pays him. Jim would mark up my price by 10%. Thus, if I did $10,000 per year and work for him, he'd profit $1,000. This is a win-win for sure. We both get business. However, I believe it is short-sighted. Jim has a high-performance cleaning business. He is an expert at explaining what he does and can sell jobs at a premium. If I had a customer that wanted a carpet or floor cleaning, I would not subcontract this work. I would need Jim to undercut his prices so that I could add my 10%. I'm very aware that there is no way that I could sell his service as good as he does. Therefore, I have chosen to partner or collaborate in a referral-only model. Let me demonstrate the two options, subcontractor versus referral-only, with some numbers. This will give you the ability to decide which works best for you. These numbers are totally made up and for illustration purposes only. Also, my bias is pretty obvious. Example number one. Jim can sell his restoration carpet cleaning to a typical office building for $1,000. Ken chooses to subcontract him. Ken does the customer estimate and proposal. Since Ken is not as thorough as Jim in selling a premium valued carpet cleaning, Ken is only able to sell Jim's $1,000 service for $800, a $200 discount. Ken wants to make 10%. So he asks Jim to further discount his price to $725. Jim does the job and earns $725 of revenue that he wouldn't have received otherwise. Ken earns $75. They duplicate this two times in the first year at 10 of Ken's locations. Ken earns $1,500 for the year in finder's fees and Jim adds $14,500 in new revenue. This is a win-win in appearance. But in reality, Jim realizes that the jobs Ken sent him are way less profitable than other clients he has. Jim is very busy and doesn't need the business. He opts to say no to Ken's subcontracting the following year to focus on jobs he sells. There are no hard feelings. Jim is wise enough to focus on the most profitable client that he can get on his own. When he evaluated the year's worth of business, the referrals from Ken yielded 30% less profit. The customers that Ken referred to Jim were very happy with the work. They wanted Jim to come back the next year, but unfortunately Jim says no. They are also unwilling to pay 30% more for Jim's full price. This makes the customer unhappy and hurts Jim's and Ken's reputation. Ken and Jim are still friends, but not as likely to refer each other. 
This costs both friends a lot in opportunity cost from lost referrals. In summary, Ken and Jim shared a win-win in year one, but experienced a huge lose-lose in subsequent years. Example number two. Ken chooses to refer Jim to the same customer in example one. Jim does his own estimate and proposal. He wins the job for full price and knocks it out of the park. The customer was willing to pay $1,000 for Jim's service because he was best able to communicate the value of his own carpet cleaning. Ken received zero finder's fee. At the end of the first year, as an example one, Jim serves 10 of Ken's customers twice that year. Jim earns $20,000 in revenue that he didn't have before Ken's referrals, and Ken earned $0. This is a win-lose model in the first year. Jim wins, Ken loses. Jim's new customers from Ken's referrals are very happy and continue to use Jim twice per year. Jim's revenue has increased 20000 per year and his profits align with his other clients. Therefore, Jim is very happy. The customers are happy with Jim and happy with Ken for referring Jim. Jim is thrilled with the collaboration and sends five referrals to Ken in the second year for office cleaning. Ken does his own estimates and proposals. He wins three of the five at his average rate of $600 per month in revenue. Ken's revenue grows by $21,600 in year two and in subsequent years. These new clients are in Ken's wheelhouse and very profitable. This is a huge win-win-win. Jim is happier. Ken is happier. The customers are happier. Did you catch my obvious bias? You should. I laid it on pretty thick. It might not play out exactly like this. I just believe that the long-term gain on collaboration and referrals is way more profitable than playing this 10% subcontractor game. We've spent a lot of time sharing stories in the last two episodes to show you that long-term benefit is the way to think about your business. Operate with great character. Build collaboration partners that align. Trust me, just do business this way. Long-term prosperity is what you can expect in return. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. And I just want to say here as a way to close, do you like this message of collaboration? Do you feel that you're missing this with your cleaning business? Would you like to collaborate with other cleaning companies nationally? Check out the Smart Cleaning Tribe. We are a family of cleaning company owners who connect every week via Zoom to brainstorm, solve problems, set goals, and hold each other accountable and support each other. So the link is in the show notes for that. I encourage you to check it out. I look forward to meeting you if you decide to apply. Have an amazing day. Thank you for listening to Smart Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.